Hurricanes touch the net. Score! The Carolina Hurricanes win game seven. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gentlemen of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Alex Keel. Alongside me, the inside of the insiders, Tyler Keel. Canes win! Woo! I had a pick that went to the second round. Let's go, baby! That's, that's one. One pick from you. It's the one that matters. <laughs> the one that matters. You're one of eight. I think I at least two. Maybe. No. Yes, I did. I picked St. Louis. But anyways, no. Holy cow. Brock, no. Uh, Justin Williams, Mr. Bleepin' Blonker in Game 7 does it again. Brock McGinn, his sticks to go in the Hall of Fame. And we're starting off strong here at TKP. I that agree. was He I makes agree. the save of the series. I love Peter Mraz. He made a bunch of big stuff, but pulls the puck off the line. A few minutes later, a couple of chips later, tips one in off a ridiculous tip that he couldn't even do in practice. We're talking about practice. He wouldn't be able to do it. And the Canes, all four division champs. In the regular season. Gone. Golfing. We are at the same level as the Nashville Predators, the Washington Capitals, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Calgary Flames. We're all golfing together. I'm just happy. Holy cow. Those bunch of jerks. If you want to talk about those hashtag bunch of jerks with us, please use the hashtag the Kill Podcast and tweet us at the Kill Podcast. Because, boy, minimum about a week and a half, almost a little over a week since well, I did the show. You're back finally. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a rough one, you know. I've been I've been keeping been myself, a rough one. I've been keeping myself busy, and I've been hungover. <laughs> yeah, you've been hungover, puking everywhere, making everything smell like. Bleh. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. But candles are a good thing. Everyone listening at home, invest in candles you because. Smell smoke? No, I'm kidding. Um, holy! I mean, it's been a cra- well. Last time we talked, the jackets were up three zero. Yep. Colorado was still in a series with Calgary. It was still a close series. And who, nobody thought St. Louis was going to win. Oh, I mean, just it's been a crazy. The fact that St. Louis, we'll, we'll talk about it, but it's been a crazy ten days, especially for, you know, well, I, I guess we could say the home team, for, the team that's in, in, in our, our case. You're right. The Griffins are somehow tied with the Chicago Wolves. Right. Oh, by they, the way, they are going, by the way, have you seen? Did you see the Chicago Wolves tweet after Game Three? Yeah. The one where he said, "Where they're petty and yeah." Oh yeah, that's yeah. Gong Show. Did you see WGRD's thing? No, I didn't. Their tweet? What? Um, how it was basically... WGRD, by the way, it's a local rock station here. Yeah, never, 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 not GRD. Free beer and hot wings in the morning. In the morning. And rock music all day on nice and, and liquid lunch. And don't forget... Uh, I'm trying to think of how they do like the promo in between songs or whatever. Mission Metallica is another thing. No, that's uh, with... No, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, they do. No. Barely. Oh, or yeah. Or yeah, mission, yeah, they do the Mission but, but it's not with GRD. It's with the big live nation. Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. GRD Anyways. Um, so, Detroit... By the way, for those of you that are at home and that are fans of the Grand Rapids Griffins, they are leading the series three to one. They did win last. So they oh, lost oh, last night. They lost last oh, night oh, four so, to two. So they're two two. It's two two. It's Is a five it game series. So they go back to Chicago for game five. Oh, uh, okay. Remember so, the H. Unlike the H, unlike the coast, the NHL and everyone else, it's a it, seven. It's weird. It's, it's a it's only a, it's a five game series. Anyways, needless to say, that's going back to Chicago right now. Oh yeah, the, the direct headline for the ninety seven. Thank you GRD. to our intern producer for handing us the tweet. Um, the Chicago Wolves are a bit salty about their Tuesday night loss to the Griffins. That was by Rob Sparks of 979 GRD. Well, the tweet, can you pull, do you have the tweet? That was it. They're in, no, they're in here. The so the tweet said, um, everything went right in game three except for the Griffins headhunting 
Um, the Some, ice, the ice crew not keeping it ice, and, and then like, so, oh, and the, then, the uh, ref being a recent, Van, recent former Van, employee of Van Andel Arena. Dude, whatever. Give take Alex's granola cereal and take some salt out of it. Why don't you? It's we not are. cereal. It's granola. I got it right here. This is from the Chicago Wolves Which, by the official way, folks, page. Is the affiliate of the Vegas Golden Knights NHL Twitter page? Can we say that? Can we say that? Yes, we can. Yes, we can say that. Um, so they're trying to be funny or something, oh, or trying just, to be personable. It, Hold on. Where did, did it go? Did, it lo- did you lose it? Oh my gosh! Are you it was just right here. Embarrassing. Oh, here he goes. Kicking trash cans. Um. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is the original one? Because it was, it was just the first there. one. I know, but it went somewhere. That's the first one. Okay. So the first one was. You just for, um. So yeah, the one where the Griffins multiple head hunting episodes, the ice crew's inability to keep the ice as ice, and one of the referees being a recent Van Andel Arena employee will be ready for game four. And then the next one said, uh, quote, now a fan behind the Wolves penalty box dumped stuff on our players and then held his hands up out like, what are you going to do? Well, what we're going to do is have security take your buttocks to the pokey. Enjoy, genius. To the, to the wait, to the pokey? To the pokey. To the pokey. You can tell how white. To, no, the no, 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 stop there. To the pokey. To the pokey. Which is funny cuz well, who was behind the glass? We or um who showed who had the Snapchat from last night that showed us the One of grip? one of one of Katie's friends from school. Was that them? No. Oh, I was about to say. That'd be they probably one. had a front row seat to it, literally oh. and metaphorically. Wait, that's right. Listen, it's Chicago and Grand Rapids from the early 2000s. Aren't you not entertained? I am. This is what we want. This I'm is what I've been praying for for years because the Wolves have sucked. Right. For the last but the years. Griffins have been doing good. They've always been, well, not always, but they've, they've, not been, always been, been, they've been good for the past it's gonna few be a years. Fun game, it's going to be fun. Well, um, but okay, moving cr- east side of the state. I mean, east side Dylan McElrath is kind of crazy. Okay? East side of the state. East side. Steve Eiserman. Coffee's been, good, boys and girls. It is great. It wasn't it yesterday, great. but it's good today. Because you know what? Thanks to uh, one of our friends of the show, uh, Miss Haley Braun, and the middleman, Miss Catherine Fell, R R A D C A T T, Starbucks coffee, the gold blend. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, my. Gold coffee. Of course, anyway, I haven't had coffee in the morning. Steve Eiserman has been hired on by the Detroit Red Wings as the general manager, and Ken Holland has been moved. To an advisory role as senior VP. Tyler! It's happening. It's, it's the captain! Well, I'm not saying I predicted this, but well, we I'm, all pre- I'm we, pretty we sure wanted. everyone did. And people were just saying, well, what if he goes to Seattle? Okay, that was just a ploy to kind of cover it up. Ken now, Holland could go to Seattle so, if he doesn't retire. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to dive. I have kind of some funny points I heard from Bob McKenzie on his last podcast. Before you say that, can we talk? I'm just, a friend of the show, Thomas Biondo, he had something to say real quick. Oh, yes. Yeah, he said. Oh, great. Um, now we have someone that's coming in that's never won a cup at, in his position, and well, it's like his every- team just got swept in the playoffs. I want a response to our friend Thomas. He Listen. Now, Thomas, he really he makes a lot of good points. He's our Detroit guy, and I love him to death. Does good stuff for Davenport. Great guy. He's got a lot of good opinions in hockey. This one's dumb. Because Dude, they need somebody. Listen, a, a person in Steve Eiserman's position, although he does supply the roster for the team with the he's help not, of the head coach, he's not the he coach. He's not the coach. He like, does not deploy the players. He is not one of the players. He is not on the ice. He's not behind the bench. All he can do is just give the best tools that he can, which he did, which led to the 
Tampa Bay Lightning having an absolute phenomenal season. Like Ty- they did, like he Ty- did in 96. Right, like he did in 96 with the Detroit Red Wings, and it was great. It's not his fault that the Tampa Bay Lightning freaking blew chunks in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, well, let's let's remember this. Mark Bergevin, before the Habs got knocked out of the playoffs, officially at the end of the regular season, said that it's all in the players' hands. Listen, after the it trade is. after the trade deadline, the general manager job, he may as well go golfing. There's he's got no he's got no point of being there. He has no business working. Well, he goes to like recruit okay, and stuff. Uh, but you know what he's I'm got saying? the world he's got juniors and such. But he doesn't have he doesn't have to worry about how the team does. He's done everything he can because he can't do any trades. I mean, sure you can try to help call players up and whatever, but but the point is like it's not determined by the general manager. The team stunk. The team right. burnt themselves out. We'll get, even, even so, we'll dive into them first. But the Steve point is, Eiserman this year didn't really have a role. He stepped back. He was an advisor he to Brisewaugh. Exactly. So why are people blaming Eiserman? It was Brisewaugh. If you're going to blame anyone, and if anything, take it further down the line to the head coaching staff and the players. We'll get to the Lightning here in a second. They gave but up. Let's move on. Let's look at Detroit here. Fine. This is obviously good. This There's a lot great. of expectations. A lot of hype now. Mm-hmm. Now, be, I mean, let's let's be honest. And I remember Brian Burke made a good point last week saying that it's not like Eisenman's going to a team where there's nothing. When, like, Jim Devolano came in back in 82, the Wings had nothing back then. They were the dead Wings. The Wings just kind of stink right now because they don't have a defensive core and an inconsistent goaltending. Yeah, Jim okay? Devolano, by the way, the same general manager who Drafted was, was on hockey, I think it was Hockey Night in Canada or some sort of broadcasting network, and was told straight up on live television I beg your pardon, sir, but you, sir, do not have a hockey team. Yeah, well, yes, that was okay, they were the Dead Wings. But long story short, this is good for Detroit. They're moving on. They're going to obviously be moving forward. Now there's a lot. Now there's going to be expectation. That's the problem. People are going to think the same thing's going to happen. The problem I'm – yes, if Detroit does it next year, if they make the playoffs, I mean, they, they could. If they have, like I said – I don't think they should, though. If they – if – they make the playoffs. It's believable because you just need better defense. You just need a few better games. Because it was it the most game one game one goal games that Wings had. I think they were the lead leaguers in that category. Yeah, the, all of their losses were not really bad. They well, were not, okay, they were in the fact because they blew a lot of their leads. That right. was true. But that is fair point. But the point. But is, they weren't seven to nothing games. They weren't getting smoked all the time. Now, yes, when they had a chance to almost take the Penguins out of the playoffs, they blew it. But nonetheless, they got smoked in Pittsburgh. But. Listen, Eisman's going to come in there, and he's going to... I don't... And Okay, actually, I'm going to dive into Bob McKenzie's point here. Okay. There, were, He talks to a lot of scouts and a lot of junior people, because Bob McKenzie's still weaved in that, obviously. Of course, his business with the World Juniors, loves junior hockey. That's his thing. Talking to a lot of people, Eisman was in a lot of the rinks. And he's a rink rat, but he's always been a rink rat with the Lightning. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. That's his favorite thing he's to been, do. It wasn't like because he knew how good the Lightning were that they were going to get a later draft pick. It wasn't like looking for depth guys. He was looking at like Dylan Cousins, Kirby Dock, well, of course Jack Hughes, top end prospects. But which of course while he was still working for the Lightning. Correct. So, like remember how we said when I said With well, Lou Lamorello? No, well, Lou Lamorello is one thing, but no, Lou, not not with Lou. But when I said when he first stepped aside, I'm like, okay, all signs are pointing towards Detroit. And that's why I said it. And with, with seeing that, I'm not saying conspiracy, whatever, blah, 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 but he had in the back of his mind something was going down. So he did oh, his yeah. part. He, he probably had, that's probably a big reason why he stepped into an advisory role. Is because he wanted to get, re- he wanted to make sure Breezewalk could do the job. Exactly. And he could move on back, move back home to Detroit. 
Right, and you know what? I'll be completely honest. I'm okay with that. It's the same thing that kind of Lou Lamorello did, but in a different kind of setting. Lou Lamorello, he was, he was less of a rink rat kind of person. Lou's was, never been a full rink rat, though. No, that's more of Steve Eiserman's thing. And what you do as a general manager, whatever work you do, that's your work. That's what you decide to do. So if Steve Eiserman, while still under contract and pay of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He was doing, he was just scouting. Wants to go scout for high-end players. He can do that. And he just so happens to go to a new team. He can still maintain his connections. It's not like, oh, by the way, this is all this work that I did was while I'm with Tampa. I'm not allowed to touch those players because that was just work I did for Tampa. Now I have to start from scratch again. You don't have to do that all the time. Well, that's funny. It's better to have your connections and all these people that you've been talking to in the juniors because Jack Hughes, by the way, loves Steve, Steve Eiserman. They've actually had personal conversations. Well, here's the thing. They're and, not, not going to get Jack Hughes, though. Obviously, no, 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 no. But they've had he's had conversations with Jack Hughes. He's had conversations with all these top-end prospects just because he, he knows what it's like. He knows what it's like to be a top-end talent in the juniors, talking to general managers, and building that connection. It's what he's done with Tampa, and it's probably what he did as the captain of the Detroit Red Wings when they no. were getting... No, when he wasn't... Oh, pl- come on. When he was playing, he wasn't getting ready for a general manager. He was, no, he was he a wasn't player. Getting, he wasn't getting ready for general manager. He was just doing his thing. That's, sh- that's why I'm he worked. That's that why he, he worked. To people. That's why he worked on the bottom when he started with Detroit. The year at, when he finally when he got brought in the front office, he started at the bottom, just a scout, an right. amateur scout and player development. So, but now he's at this point. But the thing is, is like, isn't it odd that he was doing that while he was no, working for Tampa? I don't think it's odd. I and think that he, nobody I, was asking questions. That's my thing. Nobody was asking questions. Okay, I'm, but here, here's my little snippet before we move on. Are you going to go up to Steve Eiserman, the captain, and ask him questions and be like, um, so what are you doing there, Stevie? What are you doing there, Steven? Hmm? No, because I'm not going to ask him like that. Exactly. Nobody's going to ask Steve Eiserman questions like that. Just because he's Steve Eiserman. He's Steve fricky Why? Right. That's my, that's my poop on that you one. You know what's funny? How New Jersey doesn't have a goaltender. What do you mean? In a crazy idea. This is oh, one. This Lord. is. I'm going to call this an Alex take because you make a lot of these dumb takes and dumb predictions all the time. Bull crap. But you continue. said Kapanen should get traded. He should. He has a. Nope. You're done. Okay. Cut me off. What if the Leaf, the Wings trade their first pick in the draft this year, and Jimmy Howard, and their second round pick. To the Devils. It's, or I, I don't actually, maybe Jimmy Howard's not a good enough goaltender for that to happen, but... I'm listening. Well, because New Jersey doesn't have a goaltender. For what, though? That's what I'm saying. They, for Howard, two or three picks for Jack Hughes. Oh. Now, here's the problem. Then, then Detroit doesn't have a goaltender. Oh, boy. No, no, they still have... Bernier. Yeah. <laughs> Who is Eiserman signing the offseason? Bobrovsky? Uh, if, if you, okay, yes. No. If, you, if you can get Cron, no. if you can get Cronwall out and Erickson out, yes, you can probably afford Bobrovsky. Now, who am I kidding? Bobrovsky and Panarin are still I mean, there's Florida. been talks of Steve Eisman trying to bring back Datsuk, so. Yeah, I remember when Hashik was going to make a comeback. Take off. That's, I'll believe it when I see it, but come on, dude. But He uh, still has hands, but he can't skate for dog. Jack Hughes. <sighs> Jack Hughes in Detroit. Oh, my God. He's been playing in it in... Ann Arbor, or excuse me, uh, Plymouth, because that's where the rink is now. I forgot they're in uh, they're Plymouth now. Who? The U.S. national team. 
the development oh, yeah. team. They're not in Ann Arbor anymore? No, they remember they moved when uh, the Whalers moved. They moved into CompuWare. Oh, excuse me, USA Hockey Arena now. Yeah, whatever they call it. That, oh, yeah, the seat, that place that sells maybe 100 tickets a Steve game. Steve Eiserman comes in and then gets the top draft pick in Jack Hughes. If he pulls off, dude, what kind of voodoo wizardry does he have to pull off to get that draft pick? Okay, but here's the thing. Why, are we get, why would they give up Jimmy Howard? To get a better four. It's funny because like they're not bad at four. Because That's the weird who, part. Now, yes, Anthony CU let's, is an absolute. But, but let's let's be honest here, though. Let's be quick about this. New New Jersey has. Why don't they have a goalie? Why are you Why are you saying this? Because Schneider sucks. Kincaid's gone. Who's their backup? Um, Wedgwood? No. Uh, Black or Mackenzie Blackwood. He's not a goalie of the future, guys. He's played a couple good games. So did Maxim Legacy, and he'll never make the show ever again. So. Don't try to look up his stats. He's a good, decent I'm goaltender. Not looking up, I'm looking up Detroit's cat friendly right now. Anyways, but no. Eh, let's move on. We'll talk about their stuff later. We got I the big news out. Eiserman. Well, you could give up Jonathan Bernier. Send Bernier to New Jersey. But he's not. No. He's a he's a. You're small, looking for a starting goaltender in New Jersey. He's, he's an ex, Exactly. Jonathan Bernier. Jonathan could, Bernier is not a starting goaltender. We were there for four years. Wait, yeah, but. 14, New, 15. Three years. I'm just saying. Jimmy Howard at, well, he's five point. 291 this year and then 4 million next year with a UFA in 2020 2021. Jonathan Burney is a little bit more appetizing. No, three, he's not. Three years flat no, all the way not. through and he's got an extra year Dude, on his Dude, I still take Howard over Burney. I, I don't like Jimmy Howard in any way, shape, or form, but Howard over Burney. By, by the way, for those of you that are listening at home still, Johan Franzen still has uh, next year on his contract. At three point nine five four five four five million dollars. Oh, I hate long contracts. Moving on. That's what happens when you have two or three good seasons. So, for the first time in the history of major professional sport, all division champs of a professional sports league have been knocked out of the playoff competition in the first round. Only in the NHL. First time in all the major sports that's happened. Let, well, let's, since, since for, first, let's touch on Tampa, because we already talked about them a little bit. An amazing regular season. And then you have Columbus, who just really squeaked in. But got they were on a roll. They were on a roll, they because were they, started off, they started off terrible. They didn't the start beginning. off terrible. They were in the top okay, three. Okay, they were mediocre. They tailed off. They went to the deadline, said, we gotta buy, we're got to buy. we going to buy everything, sell the farm, and then they stunk, and then they clicked at the most opportune time. At the last damn second. They got to what they did what they needed to do. They got in the playoffs. And you know what? This is looking a lot like the 2012 LA Kings. Barely squeak in, upset the President Trophy winners in the first round, However, Vancouver, or excuse me, the LA beat Vancouver in five games, not four. But let's just look at this. Torts with the huge move to keep Bobrovsky in game one. You go down three nothing. All right, Corpusal, oh, no, okay. They're going to keep him. They're going to keep Bobrovsky playing. It. We all and, fought it. And Bobrovsky, for the next 14 periods, 11 periods of hockey. There you go. My math was a little off. Did the job, made the big saves, shut the door on one of the best offenses in the regular season, and the Lightning, yes, I get it. Kucherov was out for game three, and Hedman was not 100%. But what about the other 18 players? 
Stamkos was not a factor. Nope. Kucherov, when he was in the lineup, was not a factor. Tyler Johnson wasn't a factor. Tyler Johnson wasn't a factor. Vasilevsky. He really let me down. Vasilevsky looked. Uh, he's still he's a Vesna candidate because we did in the other eighty two games or what? How many ever games he started the season? Yeah. Louis Domingue's riding a motorcycle right now to the golf course. <laughs> it's I was really disappointed by Tyler Johnson. Uh, yeah, as, 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 you gotta be disappointed I'm, the whole team. John okay, Cooper I'm himself. A, I'm a Tyler Johnson fan. I think he's a good player. Yes, because you always beat him with me when we played Angel fifteen. Yeah, or fourteen, exactly. whatever. Still though, he's a great player. Why can't he show up? Literally, so disappointing. Why didn't Johnny Hockey show up? It just it just happens. And you know what? Columbus, like I said, is hot at the right time. Big play by Seth Jones. Nick Foligno was big. They got the job done. And, and they shut co- the door. Kudos There's, to Columbus. And by golly, Bobrovsky may have... I always said, I'm like, yeah, he's not worth $9 million anymore. Oh, boy. Depending on how he does this series in the second round, that $9 million is reachable. He is He was clutch. Clutch. For the for the Bobrovsky led jackets, Baba Bobrovsky, Kalalalachinsky, Bobrovsky. Jayon writes like, yes, the second round is gonna be great because now you got crazy Robin Leonard versus who the heck knows Bobrovsky. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, no, excuse me, it's our it's Bobrovsky versus Rask. I'm sorry, I got my series mixed up. I'm thinking Metro because I because I forgot. Yeah, yeah, I got you. The five of the eight teams were uh, Metro teams. Again, by the way. Uh, let's move on to... So we talked about the Bolts. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, so moving, keeping with the, uh, with the upsets. So Tampa <laughs> loses, and then... What was the other one in the East? Oh my goodness, I'm blanking. What was the other? Tyler, just say it. Are you seriously blanking? We started off the show. Oh, yeah, no, the, the Washington Capitals. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, okay. We're good now. We're back onto it. You probably didn't cut that. No, you're not. You're not going to cut that at all. No. You forgot about your canes, your crusades of the canes, and they're going to leave you. Tommy Dundon's going to disown you. The coffee hasn't been that good. It's been great for me. I'm on fire. The bunch of jerks. The bunch of jerks have done it. But, okay. I will be 100% honest with you right now. I didn't. First of all, I did not think that Carolina would be even in this series. But when they went to Game 7 and proven it was a home series, I'm like, you know what? In my back of my mind, I'm like, you know, anything can happen in a Game 7. But what are the odds that all four division teams get knocked out? What are the odds that Washington's going to lose on home ice where they have dominated the Hurricanes? The Hurricanes, with the exception of that first period, swamped the Capitals. The first half of the game was all Washington. I'll get it. Maybe the first 30 minutes. But the last, including uh, yeah. overtime, it was all Carolina. Actually, no. That, that first overtime period was very, very tested. What in the blue hell was Lars Eller doing? Dude, I don't know. He's got Kuznetsov back door wide open, one tee like Chell, and he shoots it. Short side. I, I don't know. Dude, he's getting traded. I don't know. Holy cow. And listen. All I'm saying is, it got to the point where, you know, we, we all went to B-dubs to watch the game, and, you know, we had some fun, ate some wings and some burgers and stuff. Getting and pushed out by a waitress. Yeah, because screw her. Um, But, no, literally just, as soon as, soon as I got home, I was like, I need to go to bed. I can't watch this game. It was, th- oh, it, it was 3-2 when we went home. We went home for the third period. Jordan Stahl ties it up on a goal that uh, Holtby should have had. And then I go to overtime, and I'm like, 
every time Justin Williams was on the ice, I literally thought, this game could end right now. It's just, it's, and you saw the tweets. There are three things certain life. Death, taxes, and Justin Williams scoring in Game 7. Mr. Game 7. He, that is not a joke. That is not because he did it once or twice. It's not because, like, Derek Jeter hit a home run in November. They call it Mr. November. No, it's because he does it every single time. It's a, it is, a, is there a more clutch player that is so gosh darn underrated for the other rest of the season than Justin Williams? I'll put it this way. He's so underrated that I was scared going into Game 7. Like, it's Maxine Talbot. Everyone looks at the Game 7 against yeah, Detroit in 09. Yeah. That earned him a stupid amount of money later on with Philadelphia. Yep. He's a fourth liner, guys. And he scored two goals in game seven. He's great forever. Justin Williams earned his money in the playoffs. And he led this bunch of jerks into the playoffs. Oh, dude. I am still astounded. He's making we, five million. That it was even year. close. Dude, they, they were even close in this series. Dude, he's making five million next I year. I could have sworn. He's at 4.5 right thought, now. 4.5 right now, UFA next year. I literally thought, He's making five. I literally thought when we went into game six, I'm like, you know what? Washington's going to pull this one out. They got momentum. They dominated game five. There's no way. Oh, my gosh. They pulled it off. There's a game seven. Freaking Ovechkin. And Ovechkin Scares loses. the hell out of me. Yeah, he's got dad strength. He's got dumb dad strength, man. He's got dumb dad strength. And, and remember, also, and remember, they did it, with, this. They I, did it I, without Andrei Sveshnikov I told and you, Furland. I'm telling you this right now. I told you this at the Buffalo Wild Wings. If On 44th Street in Granville. <laughs> If the Capitals won tonight and Ovechkin scored more than two, more than one goal, the reason why the Canes lost is because Ovechkin got just thrown out of the game in he Game got Six. Mad. That's why, because there is nothing scarier than an angry Russian, especially one that decides to go for a hit and then misses completely into the new Amsterdam new Amsterdam vodka advertisement when the vodka hits the Russian. <laughs> Ironic. Isn't that ironic? Couldn't even save himself. Anyways, but it was just... they ha- Now, whether now whether or not they pull it off, they keep it going in round two, I'm intrigued. But man, I just just be happy. Like, Caden's season ticket sales went up 91%. This team is doing something. They're doing a thing, Alex. They're doing the thing. No, not the thing. They're doing a thing. They're not doing the thing. They're going towards the thing. They're looking towards the thing, but they're doing a thing. I'm, <sighs> I'm, how can you not cheer for this team? It's what I've been saying all year. Well, you know what? Because nobody thought it was possible. And then you're like, oh, stupid crusade of the Carolinas. No, I'm the hero of the Hurricanes. This is the crusade. This ain't a chalice. This is a crusade for the cup. We're going to do the thing. Oh, man. We're going to do it. Moving on. Moving on, West. West the Mountain Vegas Mountain. Golden Knights. Gone. That's what you get for having a stupid freaking snake as your mascot. Okay. Dumb. So let's let's kind of go through the series a little bit quickly here. San Jose win game, wins game one at home, but then the next three games was just all Vegas. They smoked them up and down the ice. I thought this series would have been over in five games. Because Vegas was scoring, Mark Stone was on fire, and then he kind of cooled off a little bit, and then they won game five, San Jose did. They won game five at home. Okay, well, game six, well, back in Vegas, Vegas won't lose at home. San Jose. Logan Couture, with, or to me, Tomas Hurdle, with the shot that beats Flurry, stick side, we're going to game seven. And then game seven happens. 
The Knights are up 3-0. They are cruising to the second round once again. Once again, beating the San Jose Sharks on their way towards the cup final. And a face-off in the Vegas zone. Cody Eakin decides to give Joe Pavelski a little shove off the draw. Happens all the time. I've been in a face-off before, even when I was playing a little peewee. Guess what? You push the guy. You try to win the battle off the draw. Pavelski gets caught off balance. Gets tripped up by Snazzy, who comes in to try to pinch and get the puck. Not intentionally, just... It just happened. Misfortune. Falls lands on, his, on his head. Lands on his head. So, arm goes up immediately because, well, some guy's hurt, so that means there's got to be a penalty. Which, I, now... Oh, first yeah. of all, I, no, thought, no, I, thought, on, no. I thought there should have been a stoppage of play first. They did. Didn't they? No. They didn't separate... Oh, I forgot. No. It was so, a penalty first, and then they, they called they it... They saw him go down. So, here is the problem with... And I've said it... 100,000 times before. Okay, maybe that's a bit of over-exaggeration, but it is. I've said it a few times, even in ACHA college games, junior games, high school games, whatever. The problem I ever had, first of all, Joe Pavelski was hurt. Yes, I get it. There should have been a penalty, 100%. Cross-check. It's a penalty. Or cannot, a roughing, something. You can't, yes, you, you can't do that. The problem I have is the fact that the refs get together after the penalty to discuss how severe it should be. If you as a ref, I get it, on the fly, it can be tough. But if you don't have a general idea of what the penalty should be... No, the, for five-minute majors, they always have to have a conference. They have to confirm. But, you can't just have one ref say, nope, but you're you wrong. Two five refs minutes. out there that saw the push and then saw him fall. They call a five-minute major on, Mark, on excuse me, uh, Cody Egan, And then on that five-minute major, the Sharks score four goals. Correct. March so tied it up, and then they end up winning overtime San Jose to get the job done. This is the worst call in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs ever. Worse than Frazier in 93. Worse than the blown offside call against the Flyers, against the Islanders in the 1980 final. Then up leading the tying goal, leading to the game winner by Bobby Nystrom. This is Bush. Now. This is the worst call ever. I get it. Yes. Two-minute minor. Call a minor. Do we want to go to the March so quote? Uh, yeah, I'll say it for real, real, real quick. So, March so Remember, don't swear. Direct quote. Um, I really hope Joe, I really hope Joe Pavelski is okay. That's what March so told the media in San Jose. Quote, you never want to see something bad like that happen, but it's an effing joke. You call five minutes for that? Why don't you have a replay for that? Change the whole outcome of the game. Seriously, what is that? So disappointed. They're trying to get involved in the game. The game's not even close, referring to the 3-0 lead that they had. Call a two-minute penalty. But a five for something that you don't even see and just call the outcome, it's an effing joke. It's embarrassing, end quote. It's, I don't understand. Yes, I know, we cannot review penalties. I understand. I get it, okay? I understand. But Vegas got gypped. Yes, if they, you're right. They three, did. You're right. In a 3-1 game, they get a penalty and they do score, which they did score early in the power play. This, this, so, this call for the Vegas Golden Knights is to the NFL with the New Orleans Saints call. And the NFC Conference game, yes. Yeah. To conference championship. But you know what I'm saying is that they had scored, they scored early in that power play, so yes, then it would have been one goal. It would have been a 3-1 game. Yes, you're right. San Jose would have gotten back in the game. Right. But they would not game. have been able to keep going. They wouldn't have gotten four goals. Off of one power play. TSN, That's Hockey, did a report on this. Nice little segment. Saying and discussing, does this penalty change how we view five-minute majors? It changes how we should look at penalties. 
For five, okay, okay, so hold on. When I I say five-minute majors, referring to the difference in severity between a two-minute minor and a five-minute major. Is it possible that Cody Eakin could have potentially been given a double minor? No. That is a possibility. That's a possibility. When it's injury, there's going to call a five-minute major. The problem I have, here's what I say. How the NFL and or at least NCAA, how they remember how they do headshots in college football. They will call head contact and then they'll look for intention to kick him out of the game. They review it. Yes. They, if you're going to call a major like that. Except for fighting, obviously. Correct. There should be, there could, there should be a review. And there yes, should. I understand these kind of calls and these decisions that change the rules all are knee-jerk reactions. But this case, I believe it should be. Well, there should be something like that. You're you onto be, something you because be, that's what they talked about. You should be able to look at that and see, oh, wait, he just fell. It was an accident. It's like when Michel Goulet ended his career by falling the boards in Montreal. What do they do? Penalize the Canadians because they had poor ice at the forum? No, they're just, he fell. It's what happens. Pavelski got entangled with Stasny. You can't call a penalty for that because it's completely incidental. Right. And yes, you may call Cody Eakin for the cross check. That wasn't even a cross check, really. He get, Yes, but he took the stick. By the rule, by the rule in the ancient rulebook, taking a stick and hitting a guy like the, with the cross like that. Okay? What I'm, I understand if you call a two-minute minor, it would have been, yes, would have been kind of farce. Yes, he pushed him off balance. Like I said, it's just an unfortunate circumstance where Pavelski was that he got tripped up and got his head cracked open. I understand the call. A five-minute major is dumb because Co- if Cody Eakin had gone straight for the face, absolutely, yes, five-minute major all the way. But he didn't. That's he went for body. That's what I'm saying. The call was stupid. It ruined Vegas' chance because San Jose able to come back. Now, yes, we're like, oh, could, what if Vegas didn't? What if, why couldn't they call it? Why couldn't they get the job done and come back and call and be able to kill it off? Five minutes in your own zone. Yes, Gallant maybe should have called a pen- or exactly. timeout. A, it tires you out, and B... When you get scored on four straight, that kind of hurts your momentum a bit. Now, what you were talking about with a review on five-minute majors is something that the TSN, that's hockey, that's what they talked about. Having something similar to what the NCAA has and the NFL in regard to what warrants a game misconduct, what warrants a five-minute major. Because a penalty like that, yeah, okay, a two-minute minor, don't need a review. You don't need to have reviews for every single penalty called. That's understandable, correct? Yes. A five-minute major has a huge effect on the game. Rarely does it happen. Very rarely. Not not so much nowadays with how things are called. But in comparison to a two-minute minor, five-minute majors are far more likely to happen, and they have much more of an impact on the game. But then here's the problem. Then you're going to get the, the the slight maybe headshots, and then it's going to be like the offsides rule. And that and I'm not trying to, I'm it, not trying to backpedal here, but I'm saying like a situation like this though, but, where there was no head contact between player and player, and it was more of a situation where Pavelski was more affected by his contact with the ice, which by the way is never forgiving. It's solid ice on top of concrete. It is not Cody Eakin's fault. Right, and that's why that I'm, try- he that's that why I'm trying to say it is not. But the problem, Paul Stasny's the- fault, that Pavelski fell that way. Devil's advocate. The problem that's going to be because remember the whole offside, um, the whole offside review was because of Matt Duchesne being about ten feet offsides in a regular season game. 
pretty egregious. This call would be an egregious call. So if they were to do the review, then yes, there's going to be the, oh, did he catch him? Did he maybe get him with the shoulder? Blah, 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 to call the five-minute major. It it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. For and debate. Then the, you're right. It should be debated. I think the the co- competition committee should look at this. Because worse comes to worse. You get a you call get, right? Yes. You get a call right. And then we're going to have 10-minute reviews. Yes. Does it get, you're going to have a, a five-minute segment where the, the refs make a call on the ice. And then you get a nice little buzzer from the press box saying, hey, you got a call from Toronto. Time to review this. The problem is... Ready to go? And then you're going to have people that are going to say, oh, slows the game down. Go to Toronto and no slows the game down. Hockey is already the quickest game on earth. Shut up about how long it takes to get a call right. Look at any other sport. Okay, first, just I just... The thing is, is that I just know it's gonna it. There's gonna be reason behind it, and they may go forward with that. The problem is, is when it is a minuscule call. Did his shoulder catch him in the chin? Are we sure that he made full contact with his head? Blah 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 blah. And that's you know what? what? That's what's going to happen, and that's what's going to be tough. And you know, I'd rather I'd rather spend an episode or like ten to fifteen minutes on an episode like this on the podcast talking about whether or not. Did his shoulder come into the head? Well, I would rather talk about that than have to go back and say this team got screwed by a bad call that was not reviewable. Well, when we have our rule change episode later on the summer, we'll probably discuss that. That'll be probably we one probably of our will because we'll talk about what should be changed and what is being changed. I know we're two months or about a few months away, but are we into another angry August? Oh, yeah, it's an annual thing. We're going to make an annual thing. Angry August. Every single week we find something Everything. we are mad about with hockey. Whether it's Batman, whether it's Chell, whether it's fighting, whatever. Or NBC, which is actually now, I think it's our second most listened to episode. Because I think the Dangle one, the last one I did with Dangle, somehow overtook that even when I talked to them for about, like, what, 10 minutes? I tagged Steve Dangle in a post on Facebook, and he didn't send me a like or a comment. He's really never on Facebook. You know what? He should be. No. Why? He's a face in the media. Facebook's dumb. He should be. Facebook's Facebook overrated. Facebook is not dumb. Facebook's Facebook overrated. Is Facebook the, is overrated. No, Facebook is the most used social media platform in the world Because there's a lot date. more grandparents than media people. There's a lot more grandparents. There's a lot more people that use Facebook for what? Getting in contact with people. There's no such thing as a group kind of platform on Instagram, on Snapchat, or on Twitter. And there's, I am okay with that. There's no way that you can have, like, a team, if you example, like a youth team. Or, like, have a nice little page where, you know, a head coach could make a post on that page and then everyone gets it. There's no other platform that has something like that. You mean Only Twitter Facebook where does. they, like, they're, all teams have their own Twitter and they get to tweet about stuff and whatever and like it and such? No, not like that. I mean, like, private pages where you can make announcements just to selected people. Well, that's fine. Then do it on that case. But some people don't Facebook like Facebook. Facebook is far more useful than I literally other use. Media. I literally use Facebook now just to go to click one video and just go through the list of videos that go after that. That's literally what I use it for, and just watch friends clips. And you know what? <laughs> that's what I use. Is it, it for. fun? Is it entertaining? Is it useful? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, but Twitter is better. Getting back to this, is better for Vegas news. got gypped. I'd rather have a five minute major or any any sort of major call or even a double minor. Yes, I anything, agree. I do agree over, with you. Anything over two two minutes should be reviewed. Has to be reviewed. Well, except, except, except for Has except for double. Okay, fine. Major penalties, not double minors. Let's be. Let's make sure there's a discretion there. Not double minors. Okay, fine. Just majors. 
just major major. penalties. Major penalties must be reviewed. If you're going to call, if you're thinking about calling a major, should be reviewed. Yes. Even if it's like 30 seconds of review where Toronto calls in and says, yep, you got a good call right there. Send him. I'd rather have that. I'd rather them waste 30 seconds of my time to confirm a call. 30 seconds to 10 minutes. I don't care. Speaking of Get wasting... Get the call right. Speaking of wasting 10 minutes, how about wasting three hours on Tuesday night? Oh, Lord. Here we go. So, for the third time since I was a senior in high school, the Leafs lose to the Boston Bruins in seven games at the Toronto Dominion Garden. Okay, let's. I'm gonna get this right out of the way right now. I I'm was just gonna more, let you rant for a bit. I was I'm gonna more, eat my granola. I was more mad that they lost in Game Six and lost in Game Seven because that was the probably the best chance. I agree with Brian Burke. I usually don't, but I agree with Brian Burke on this one. That was their best chance to do it. Giving letting Boston win Game Six, have them carry momentum back into Boston in Game Seven was the worst that it could be. Babcock pulling the goaltender with 30 minutes left in the game was stupid. I threw my water bottle across the warehouse because I was working, listening to Joe Bowen, and even Joe Bowen would have probably thrown his water bottle across the room if he was in there with me. Because that was the, once again, the dumb decision by, he's done it, and here's the funny part, he's done this all season, all throughout his tenure with the Leafs. Three minutes left, sure, let's pull him. Two and a half minutes left, let's pull the goaltender, why not? When you don't even have the puck, you sure it's at the end of the rink, but that doesn't mean you have full possession. It's mind-boggling and i tweeted out and i'm 100 honest with it there's this is the reason why babcock has only won one single playoff series since lister retired and that's because the fact they played against an anaheim ducks team that was synonymous with choking in the playoffs because jonas hiller for some reason in game seven couldn't make a save it's mind-boggling that the same things happen over and over again and everyone just goes whoa was me what just happened this has happened every single time. And then we go to game seven in Boston. You know what? I'll be honest. On Monday, I was nervous. Tuesday, I was a lot more relaxed. And then the puck dropped. And then away it went. Boston went up 2-0. Tavares made it interesting. And let, let, let's make no bones about it. We can go through the entire list of the team that messed up. And yes, we can talk. And we Kadri not being there, who knows what that? Who knows what that really made an impact? I think Freddie Gauthier played fine. Tyler Ennis played fine in his role. This was not the tough series that everyone thought it was going to be. Would Kadri being there made it a little different? Possibly, but it was not the toughest series that we thought it was going to be. It was not like last year. It was not like 2013. It was not a knockdown, drag it out fight. This was a good, high flying, good chances on both ends. Good hockey. Goaltenders made saves, except for Freddie in Game Seven. Listen, Freddie. I don't know what it is. I get it. Jake Gardner made a horrible giveaway on that second goal. But if you watch the playback, I'm just going to dissect this one for all the fans that are bashing Jake Gardner. Just hear me out. Should Austin Matthews have been there? Yes, because that's what Gardner saw. Gardner looked over his shoulder, saw Matthews where he was. Matthews, for some reason, followed Gardner in front of the net while Gardner was going behind the net. He does the reverse. Nobody's there except for Marcus Johansson and the Bruins. That's what happened. That was the one goal in that game that Freddie gave up that I'll give him. Pause right there. Oh, shoot. What's his name? Can't think of it. Morgan Riley, excuse me. God, my brain has been going off the rails today. A lot of stuff's been going down this morning in, in my book. So another reason why I've been busy. So my head's been going. Morgan Riley has gone and said on record and defended Jake Gardner. Absolutely. Saying, why? why not? Saying, saying to her quote, direct quote with obviously certain, you know, fixings. 
Jake Gardner is a effing good player. Yeah. He's a good player. Morgan Riley, who has a lot of respect in the locker room and with the fan base of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who's probably going to be the captain. Who's probably going to be the captain for right reasons. He's a great player. Good player. Good player. Good, good pro. Great head on his shoulders. He knows that Jake Gardner may have possibly made a mistake. May have possibly, you know, provided a situation where the Toronto Maple Leafs were in not good condition and then gave up gave up a puck. It's not good. It's never a good look to have a defenseman to have, you know, to give up the, of up give up the puck, especially in a game seven situation. Right. Obviously, he thought Matthew, Matthews was going to be there. Matthews was in front of the net protecting the slot. Is that Jake Gardner's fault for making the giving up for the puck ass, for assuming yes. the play? Yes. Is there it, was no it, it talking is, on it that is, play. It they is were not his, talking. It is his fault for giving up the puck. Yes. Is it, it is, is it his fault for not knowing that Austin Matthews where he should have been? No, because Matthews no. should be talking. Wheel, Freddie, wheel, reverse, someone talk. Gardner can't, you can't just assume Gardner. Uh, yes, I understand. Gardner cannot just assume that Matthews is going to be there. I agree. But somebody, At the same should, token, somebody you, should tell Gardner where to go with the puck. Fred, yeah. uh, when I was a goaltender, yes, I know. When I was a goaltender, I played senior A, was in the Fed for a cup of coffee, didn't even play. I understand, yes, I am not... A professional caliber goaltender. I never was. I understand. Actually, no, okay, maybe for a year. Anyway, but nonetheless, I am talking. My boy Evan Rivet, Rivers, up in Lucknow, every single game, he let me know. Just remind me, because even though he knew I talked, keep chirping. A lot of chirp back here. A lot of chitter chatter. Absolutely. You got to keep talking. You have to talk in the. Dangle, who never plays hockey. He knows. He knows to talk. <laughs> the point is, is that you should see that, hey, we're going for a reverse here because he saw where the play was going. Or a wheel. Someone talk to him. Someone let Gardner know. Because guess what? When you're going behind the net, you took a peek. You saw where Matthews was. And he put his head down. Somebody let him know where to go with it. Boards and out. Glass and out. Wing. Reverse. Rever- reverse yourself. I don't know. Just anything. Somebody talk. That's the problem. Yes, Gardner. Yes, did Gardner play a bad? Yes, I know how bad Gardner has been in Game Seven for the Leafs in the last three series against Boston. But let's not look at Freddie here like he was the one. That first goal was awful. It was. The third goal was awful. Yep. The other two, he wasn't even on the ice. Where was? I'm kidding. No. But the point is, like, and Freddie has not been good in Game Sevens either. No, he He is zero and four now. Frederick Anderson, bless his heart, he he was. He's, de- he's a goalie. He's a great goalie. For but nine- there's just some times where you look at him and I don't know what well, to Ed, tell you. And it's funny. And I said it last during game he's seven. He's an elite caliber goaltender. Edge. I don't Ed- know how he does it. Edge how on, he lets in goals like that. Edge on hashtag ice surfing. Went Adam on the record, Copeland for those. Adam Copeland. Are, yeah. Former. Former WWE, WWE World heavyweight. heavyweight Champion. Former Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, he is a Hall of Famer. Co-host of the ENC podcast of awesomeness. ENC pod of awesomeness, excuse me. Continue. He said that Freddie Anderson, he does not think Frederick Anderson is a Stanley Cup capable goaltender. And, and by golly, don't forget, his uncle was invited, don't forget, Adam's uncle was invited to go to the Edmonton Oilers training camp coming out of junior. Right. But so, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like he, he's a hockey genius, but he he understands and you know, yes, he, it, even, is it, is even it just, someone who's a casual fan can is, tell that. That's what look I'm at the record. 
Frederick Listen, Anderson cannot get out of the first round. Frederick Anderson, 90, oh, he's, no, because he did it back in 2015 or 2014. With the Leafs, he cannot get out of the we'll, first round. We'll get to in a second. But the point is, is that 95% of the season, Freddie was the MVP of this hockey club. The unfortunate part is the 5% came in March and it came in game seven. I'm not saying we were spoiled by his good play, but we were kind of spoiled. We expect greater. Yes, you expect better. It's and, a, did it's you expect, a, and did you expect, a, yes, Tuka played great during the series. I'm not going to knock Rask one bit. No. But Tuka a team that phenomenal. has this high-flying offense doesn't get only gets one goal in Game 7. Why, you may ask? Well. The man behind the bench. Well, hold on. Before we get there, let's, let's m- mention, first of all, that the Toronto Maple Leafs were playing hurt. Zach Hyman is out for six months. He is out for six months undergoing ACL surgery and rehabilitation. Yes. Now, for those of you and that... And, of course, Jay Gardner, by the way, who was playing hurt because he wasn't his back was not 100%. Correct. Hyman, for those of you that you know, or for those of you that don't know, rather, people can play, walk, and still, you know, live life without an ACL being intact. It's possible. Oh, my gosh. And that's why, you know... I so, hate bringing in other stuff, but Conor McGregor didn't have either of his ACLs when he had, you know, two title belts over his shoulder before all the shabacle and such, before losing losing to Floyd Money Mayweather Jr. You can do stuff without an ACL. It's very hard, and that's probably a big reason why Mr. Zachary Hyman was not doing so hot. But nevertheless, he's going under ACL surgery. Boys were probably tired. Boys were probably hurting. Gardner wasn't 100%. I know that Hainsey probably wasn't 100%. Matthews wasn't looking like Matthews in the you know first half of the series, but he did pretty good. Please but, don't cut it off. Sorry, no, TSN, they are having the 12 o'clock press conference. For Toronto? Dub- Dubis and Babs. I'm trying to see if I can pull it up here. Um... By the way, the Marley's moved on. I should have mentioned that. So, yeah, good so for Steve them. Dangle, at least at least there's some sort of a. So Steve Dangle won't be not making videos. So he will, he will be doing. He's probably a little a uh, little rattled. He'll yeah. be doing MFRs. <sighs> Marley's fans' reaction. Uh, the press conference is blacked out because we live in the states. Great. No, we'll, wait, we'll find a way. I'll wait for the highlights later. Yeah. But the pro. So talking about Babs, I swear, me mom. You're right. I did just kind of tear into what happened with game six and pulling the goaltender early. Here is the problem, Mr. Alex. Mm. Babs. I prefer the name Mr. Keel, but thank you. No, Mr. Keel's our father. <laughs> no, I'm Mr. Keel. Mr. Keel is our father. But honest to goodness, how in God's green earth, do you play Matthew sub-20 in game seven when he's on fire during this playoffs? He scored five goals in four games, Alex. Because he's not a shutdown player. I don't care! You need goals! You're down 2 nothing in the first period. JT, who was probably hurt after Char sucker punched, and we'll get to that in a stupid second. When we talk Just about talk the Bruins. About it now. No, Just talk we, about it now. No, when we prove this, pre- when we preview the series, we'll get into it. I 
cannot fat and you put Marlowe out there on his line with four minutes to go, thinking Marlowe is gonna have some career research from 2002. We thought Marlowe should have. We thought Petty should be out he there. He felt wrong. He really said that. He said we should felt we should have had him. Thank you, Steve Simmons, for asking that question because everyone else was afraid of him for some reason. Listen, I know what I said before the series, saying that if the Le- if the Leafs don't get it done, Babs may be fired. I'm indifferent. Okay, I'm indifferent about it now. If it happens, good. If it's if he stays, good. Here's the what needs to happen. Now, let's kind of give this quick scenario here. If Babs were to be fired, who would replace him? Sheldon Keith looks like the first candidate, but we learn with Jim Black or Jeff Blashill that maybe he's not the guy. Maybe Blashill, Blashill didn't quite work out in Detroit as of right now. Then again, he didn't have the greatest team either. If Babs stays, what's going to needs to happen? Him and Dubis need to get on the same gosh darn page. There's going to be movement in the coaching department. It may be, and you're right. DJ Smith may get an angel head coaching job, which he deserves to. He's done a, He's, yes, the power play is kind of falling off, but he may be he may get a job somewhere. Who knows? But the problem is, is that Babcock is so gosh darn stubborn. Nick Patan was fine those couple games, but he didn't like him. Just because you don't like the way a guy plays doesn't mean anything. Let the kid have a chance. And the fact that he remember when he called out Dubas during the season for not having proper depth? Because you played Justin Hall one game, give him three months off, and expect him to play great when Gardner and Dermott go down. You know, I, I understand, yes. Dubas can be at fault, kind of. But Babcock didn't give anyone a chance. He stuck to the lineup they had in October, thinking they're going to be able to do the same thing in April. That does not correlate. You want to know why? Look at the Lightning. 62 wins during the regular season. Jack squat in the playoffs. Patrick Marlowe, who was not great all year. He was, I don't want to say bad, but he was not the same Patty Marlowe last year. Throughout the entire season, he was not good enough to be in that moment, to play in that moment, in that big of a stage, to help the Leafs try to come back. William Nylander looked, yes, he looked, he wasn't the greatest. And Mar- and he even said during rock locker room cleanout that he wished he was there from the beginning. But I'm not kidding. There needs to be something changed in Mike Babcock's brain to ever think that not giving Matthews the proper ice time was a good thing, and putting Marlowe on his line during that time was a good thing. Shut down line or not, yes. If it had been that point of the game where the Leafs were up 3-1, absolutely, I'd keep Matthews maybe off the ice. But Matthews was having a great series, and he was scoring. Upward, losing or winning, you put him out there to score more. You did not let him blossom. And the same thing happened last year. The only difference from last year's playoffs and this year's playoffs that, yes, there was John Tavares for the Leafs and Kadri got spent in game two instead of game one. Matthews' lines, Matthews' minutes were mismanaged. Freddie had an awful game seven. Gardner had a big mistake in game seven. We're looking at deja vu again. That, that's kind of deja vu. Words. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Do it three times, I swear to goodness, all of you are fired. That's how deja vu works, but... It's, it's the same thing, but again. It's just stupid that people are, and, and the worst part is, and of course, everyone's overreacting, the Leafs Nation. I'm glad we had a day off in between. I'm, I am also glad because you were all sorts out of sorts. You were all well, out of sorts. Well, okay. Don't forget, you handed Mr. me a beer. Okay, you handed me a beer. Mr. And Hood. I told you I had not had a beer all series, and they were, the Leafs were in a good position. Yeah, I gave you. And then you, as soon as I, I got up 2 nothing, I cracked open the beer and I realized I may as well pull out the whole 2 4. 
I gave you one, and, and you then pulled the empty out netter seven. Went... And then decided seven? after that. Are we sure? What's the count? One, two, three, four, five. I'm going to say five. Okay. No, five. wait, one. Six? Six? Okay, I pulled really? out one. You... Did I leave one upstairs? I thought I had more. Needless to say, and, and then, you, I had two and then screw- after and that, you decided to have two screwdrivers. Right after the internet goal went in. Yeah. yeah, you know what? People have some certain ways of coping. Hey, I was fine. I mean, let's be honest. Liquor for b- before beer, you're in the clear. Beer before liquor, you've never been sicker. You're dumb. It's been an awful three days. Easter stunk because I had to work on Easter, which I don't know how it's not a holiday. Uh, because it's not recognized by the national government, and also you. What it is, is it? It is. Oh well, then you got you got Easter I got, pay. Then I got screwed. No, I didn't. You didn't get Easter pay? <laughs> nope. Oh well. Because the company I work for is loaded dog crap. Yeah. Oh, they gave us Cracker Barrel. Oh, screw you. And then the Leafs lost that day. And I got home, and all sorts of crap happened after that. Monday stunk. Tuesday was actually fine until the game, and then yes, I blew chunks everywhere after that game. It was just a, it's been a long three days. Yesterday was probably maybe the best day of the week. Yesterday was the best day of the week. Well, actually, no. I had a really good Monday. It was just, I had a really, really good Monday. But no, Monday and yesterday. I just, which means that tomorrow's going to be great. I just don't know what to think now, right now with this, with this team. I mean, you can, yes, there is the knee-jerk reaction. You can get rid of Babcock and hope Sheldon Keefe does better. I don't know. You, but well, there Pierre, needs to be, I don't, and then listen, I'd be love to be listening right now to the um, the press. Hockey Central at noon's probably just shut down. They don't even probably have a show. They probably just have no. the recording of Babs and Dubas and during yeah. their Here's final what season press. They're LeBron, doing a lockout clean out right now. Pierre Lebron did a, made a great comment and a great pointing out in Babcock's contract. He does not have a out clause, which well, means that he's, he's not he, going to leave. Okay, but, but what I'm saying is, even if Babcock wanted to leave, he cannot. Therefore, the only way Babcock is leaving is if he's getting fired. That being said, my personal opinion, my personal opinion, and my personal view of the situation is that Babcock is not getting fired. He's not going to be gone after this season because. Three things. The Leafs went too far into the playoffs and couldn't get a coach like Joel Quinville. Babcock has done great things to develop these boys. Good things. Good things. The talent was he there. He has done great things. The talent was already there. He put a little structure there to make them help them win hockey games. He uh, has done great things for these boys, and he's still got a tenure in this league at the elite level. There are things that every coach does that some people have an opinion on. There were things last night where I look at Rod Brindamore and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Why why are you putting Dougie Hamilton kind of on the back burner for a hot second, which he did in the second period? And it worked. Well, from, from my perspective, I'm like, why are you doing that? Dougie Hamilton play, played a lot in the first period, got smoked. One of the best defensemen on that team. There's stuff that I'm pretty sure people looked at John Tortorella. They said he was going to get fired. What happened? 
He's in the second round of the playoffs. There's always stuff that coaches do that people look at and say, oh, that's stupid. You deserve to be fired. So many people in this, in hockey especially, have knee-jerk reactions, which sucks for people like me who want to have extended careers in this industry. Well, thankfully, you're not in like a huge management position that would get you fired over nothing, over, over team success. Not currently. Ha-ha. But the thing is, Alex, sizable one. is that, yes, there, there may not be a knee-jerk reaction. But I'm just saying there is substance for keeping them and there's substance for getting rid of them. That's what I say. I don't James Myrtle right now substance. is tweeting his life away during, well, the, lock, during the locker room clean-out. Uh, a couple of the big points here. Marlo's, uh, Marlo's saying he's got to change his off-season preparation, says he needs, and he'll try to move to a one-piece stick. Big news there. Oh, what? Uh, he realizes he needs to be better because he still has the old shaft and then he just adds a blade to it. Hainsey does? No, Marlo. Did I say Hainsey? I meant Marlo. Oh, no, I, th- I think you might you might have said Hart Marlo. Um, I was, I was confused. Austin Matthews saying that Marlo's been a big part of this team. That he's learned a lot from him. Gardner got really emotional saying he'll miss the teammates the most about Toronto. That is a telltale sign right there. Gardner's gone. It's it's going to be tough. Because remember, like we're, like we're going to get all the cap stuff after the season, but Kapanen, Janssen, there's more. I, I, Marner. Not, not, Marner, yes, duh. There's a lot to be talking about, but we'll get into that later. Kadri, uh, who, by the way, did not travel with the team in games five and seven. Good. Kadri says. Get him out. Kadri says it thinks it's better to have people that it's better to have people that care too much rather than those who don't care enough. I just need to control it. That a quote. I just need to control it is what he said. Nylander says the season was difficult mentally, and this summer is going to be important for him to improve. Morgan or Matthews and Riley have been asked to go to the World Championships but have not committed. Nylander said on his critics that I have to change their opinions by playing the way I know I can play. That's all he has for now. Um, oh, Babcock was very blunt about getting better and forget this season ever happened. Why can't James Rowe just go on his phone and just, just live stream it just for all of us? Because his tweeting is so much easier. Oh, it's not just easier to sit there with a video. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Audio, the, yeah, audio, yeah, yeah. Not to mention, yeah. What, what well, I, if you're front row... If you're front row, you're fine. Well, not to mention, I would rather have him tweet out stuff and me quickly read it within 15 seconds than have to sit there. I'm gonna stay on his. I'm gonna stay on his page in case anything else comes up. But um, there's a lot to look at if you're the Leafs. Yes, and yes, you can consider you can be the silver lining and say, you know what? Three years ago, this team finished in last place. And yes, and everyone wants to say, well, what about the Washington Capitals with Pittsburgh? They kept losing. At least everyone forgets the fact that Washington actually won playoff series in those days. They actually were able to get through the first round. This team needs to learn. If this team needs to learn, and from top to bottom, from Shanahan down to whoever the heck is in, in Newfoundland. Now, maybe not, maybe not that far, but there needs to be structure. You need better backup goaltender. You need more capable defense. You never put Dermot and Gardner on the same ice at the same time. Well, we may not have to worry about that. Well, we'll see. We learned that with both of them out of the lineup, at least with Gardner out of the lineup, stability at defense was a minuscule, but that's because of the fact that Justin Hole only played like six games during the regular season. But I digress. Stuff's going to have to happen. Uh, another one, Babcock, we need more. We need more. Just say it. Hash, or, quote, we need more, end quote, he says, of the roster and the need for more depth. Okay, Myrtle, put me on speaker. I have questions. 
Get me in that room because I think he's referring. I literally just said Nick Patan, who's a very capable fourth line center. He's talking more about what you mean. Play what more. He, okay, play what, more depth. That's probably the best way to do it. What yes. He's, what he's asking for is an all-star team. No, you need. You just need to have guys that are more. Yes, guys that are ready to come in the lineup. Yes, you want to know how they can be get ready by getting playing time. Like I said. Hulk could have gone home, had a few beers, and maybe retrained like it was the offseason before the next time he played during the season. Yes, I know Marinson still is not great with the puck. Develop him. Somebody get in there and help. Callie Rosen's going to obviously be on the team next year. There's no question about it. I'd be, it'd be dumb if he wasn't. I don't know what Gochi's role is going to be, but he's gotten a lot better. Yeah, he's still a little off on his skating, a little bit not as strong as balance-wise, but he's, he's developed into a much better center than he was when he got his first call back in 2016-2017, hardly played it all last year. Of course, he had a broken ankle. But the point is, is that you say you need more depth. But yet, here you are with all this depth with the Marlies, and you don't even give half of them a chance. You let Justin Hall sit up in the press box, chipping on popcorn. No wonder he's out of shape because they don't snack him with anything else up there. Popcorn and pretzel like it's a bar. I just give him some of the granola. There you go. Bring we'll bring that granola to the press box. Really good granola. It is good, good granola. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Q West. Thank you. But the point is, is that you say one thing, but you do another. Monkey see, monkey do. We need more depth. Why don't you play these guys? Well, they're not good enough. They're not deep enough. Maybe if you played them more than once every three months, played them once every other week. How many back-to-back sleeves have this year? Quite a few, right? How many changes did how many? How often did Babcock make changes on a back-to-back? The goaltender and maybe a defenseman. Once in a while. And it was mainly Marinson more than anything. Negro Rojaganov, love you to death, he's gone. Justin Hole did not have Justin Hole did not have a fair shot. Didn't have a fair shake at all. I'm sorry, but there needs to be a change with Babcock's mindset. Do we if think, this team wants do we success. I think it's also a possible outcome of the organization as a whole non, not wanting to bounce players back and forth. You mean the Marlies and the Leafs? Correct. That's not a problem. I'm not saying bounce is, back. Is that a possible, though? That they're going to look to it, do that? Is it, no, is, is it a possibility that's a, that is a reason why? Is that they didn't want to have players bouncing back and forth and back and forth? Not, not bouncing them back and forth, but what I'm saying is like Justin Hall, who's just sitting in the press box, not even with the Marlies. They were just sitting them as a seventh defenseman. Same with yeah, Marinson. Because that's what you need. But you need, but play them. Play them so they are ready when they need to come in a big spot. Sure, you may not give them overload amount of minutes. I understand that. They're not going to be first pairing defensemen. Things to look at Nick, for next. And look, Nick Patan played, like I said, Nick Patan and the handful of games he played looked pretty good. Yes, he did the one night where they did the Ennis um, Moore and Patan line. You're right, that didn't work. I understand that. But that's because Babcock put him in the dumbest situations because Babcock is so gosh darn stubborn and says stuff like this and expects change when he won't change himself. Let's move it's on to the literally next like a child saying, it's literally like an adult saying, I want this to change. I want all this to happen, but I'm not going to put any effort into it. Everyone else do everything for me. That Let's is the most millennialist attitude I've ever seen from an old man. Let's move on to the next round. Good idea, Alex. So the Atlantic... Has Boston versus 
Columbus. Well, sort of the Atlantic. I mean, it's because Columbus was a wild card team. So the Bruins. Well, the fact that Char can sucker punch people. I mean, they'll be fine. They'll and do good. high hits. Good Where boy. he comes off the ground at Six seven foot, foot nine. Or whatever. <laughs> Doesn't need to jump, but he does. And the Playoffs are dumb, dude. They're so dumb. Why do we watch them? Because they're entertaining, yes. They're I've talked about it before. Why do we change the rules when it comes to the playoffs? Why? Why? And why does Char get to sucker punch? By the way, no, 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 no. It's no, funny. Just that. Why do we have to change the rules when it comes to the playoffs? Because the refs don't want to be called for anything. But here's the problem. When a star play, when you always want to protect your star players, always happens. Joe Jake P- Muzzin gets hit high. By and John Tavares gets laid out from behind. Gets sucker, gets sucker punched. Because it's Chara. Good old-fashioned John freaking Todd Bertuzzi hit kind of freaking oh, punch. Oh, not as bad. That's not as bad. Okay. But, however, Sid Sixero made a great point yesterday on Tim and Sid. Mm. If Tavares was down for another minute, Chara's booted. But he got up. That's the problem. So, kids out there, stay down when you get hit. In the words of the Mighty Ducks movies, take the fall, act hurt, get indignant. One more time, take the fall, act hurt, get indignant. All right. You're ready. You guys are ready. Play on for the playoffs, guys. Take the fall. Stay down. Dive. Columbus. Flop everywhere. You'll get the calls. In this series, I think Columbus has it. Oh, absolutely. Listen, Boston came through it, and Boston's not the same bad Bruins. No. With the exception of the dumb play here and there that doesn't get called, nonetheless. Columbus, yes, Columbus has the rest. Boston may, you know what? Boston may do the same thing against Tampa last year. Columbus may not be on, on the same pattern. They may not be in the routine. Maybe. Game one may go to the Bruins. But Columbus is just too good. And if Bobrovsky plays like he did again, Bobrovsky played like he does again, guess what? Columbus is going to the conference final. They are. And I wouldn't believe Columbus wouldn't, is too deep. They are too strong on the four check. Cam Atkinson, that line, Atkinson get, with Duchesne. Tell me, tell me a team right now that's currently in the playoffs that has a better neutral zone presence other than the Carolina Hurricanes. You mean Columbus Blue Jackets? No, 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 no. In comparison to if Columbus were... Stick with one series here. Stay in the if Columbus was the mark, name me a team better than Columbus in the neutral zone other than the Carolina Hurricanes. Because I would say Carolina and Columbus have the best neutral zone play. It is interesting. There is a lot of interceptions going on. I th- and I think that might be just the telltale story of the series between Boston and Columbus. Who stays out of the penalty box and who gets the most turnovers? Because if the team the team that gives up the puck the most, that's the team that's going to lose. Because Boston is phenomenal at just taking the puck in the neutral zone and pushing it up and getting goals, cross ice, east coast goal, just like an because NHL the top 14. Because the top line. NHL 14. Columbus is the same thing, but stronger. I mean, they'll they'll intercept the puck in the neutral zone, bring it in, do a couple passes around, and then get a slap shot from the point it's in. Because the traffic in front, exactly. I just think Bobrovsky, I, in a series that, like I said, Rask underlying played a lot better than Frederick. I just The more of the spotlight is put on Anderson because he needed to be relied on for the Leafs to win, and when he wasn't good, the Leafs lost. When he wasn't great, the Leafs lost, excuse me. Except for Game 7, that was awful. Rask will have to play, outplay Bobrovsky. I just don't see it happening because Bobrovsky's he's just too good. He knows it's a contract year. He's already selling his place in Miami to move closer to Fort Lauderdale so he doesn't have to make that dumb drive all the way from Miami to Sunshine. 
But nonetheless, I think Columbus is just, they're too hot. They're too good. They are, they have peaked at the right time. Boston, I'm not saying Boston's exhausted because I don't think that, like I said, this series was not as tough as it's it was last year. same as year. last year, though. I don't think it was as tough as it was last year, though, the Leafs-Boston series. Boston's probably, I, like I said. I just said they have that, more fight this year. I said during game seven that Boston would look is going to look a lot better in a series against Columbus. However, I think Columbus is a much better team than Tampa was last year in the playoffs. Far better team than they were this year. Clearly. Because remember, no, Tampa, Tampa that's better than last. Because remember, that, that was a Tampa team that whooped the Devils in the first round and coasted through, even though New Jersey did get a win. But the point is, is that Columbus just looks better. They look fresh. By golly, they are confident. Columbus is the team. To I beat. just think playing the first couple games in Boston will be a telltale sign. Going back to Columbus, it'll be different. If Columbus can stay on the track, they are. Will they be like the Ottawa 67s and not lose a game in the first three rounds? Who knows. By the if way, they, if they win twice in Boston, Columbus has this. Oh yeah, absolutely. If they do it again, they could easily sweep them. But then again, I think Boston's got a little. They'll have a little bit more fight. They're not as exhausted. It'll be a lot tighter. So my prediction: Moving, Columbus. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's go through all the divisions. Then we'll, we'll no, we'll do the, no predictions. Keep going through the predictions. Of each one. Colum- Columbus in five. No. Yeah, five. Columbus in five. I agree. Columbus, Columbus in, five. in five. Columbus in five. I think ah. No, Columbus in five. Yep, I'm sticking to it. That's my that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Hey, remember, I picked St. Louis, and you didn't, so I'm right, you're wrong. Now let's talk about the Metro. The Islanders versus the... The Brooklanders. What? The, well, yeah, because they are playing at Barclays for the rest of their uh, Thank you, Kenny tenure. Albert, for saying that 100 times over. <laughs> They're going to have to play in Barclays. Kenny Albert, I love, listen, Kenny Albert, for being a basketball voice, is really good at hockey. I like. He's probably one of the few from NBC I actually don't mind listening to. He had a great call last night in the Carolina-Washington game. But during game four, when the Islanders went up, remember, folks, they're not playing at Nassau anymore. The rest of the playoffs are going to have to go to Brooklyn and play in the Barclays. He said at least ten times. He made sure everyone knew. Everyone knew that he had an opinion. They're going to. Without saying it. Listen, okay, well, let's so let's look at this. The Islanders, with Barry Trotz's defense, was superb. They shut down Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, who went pointless. Make sure I'm right on that. I'm gonna well, make here's the thing, though. It's the same token. Malkin and Crosby did not play like Malkin and Crosby. They really didn't. No, you're right. And, and, and that's not, not even the fact of just good defense on the part of the Islanders. I think... Oh, excuse me. Sidney Crosby had an assistant game four. Pardon me. I, I apologize. If anything... The At Island- one point, sorry, the Islanders did great at shutting down Phil Kessel. That was the key thing, because Kessel was just going for it. Every single shift, you could see he was so frustrated, so pissed about not being able to just execute as much as he could. Because you know, for him, it's a reason why he went to Pittsburgh. Yes, he's got his two cups. He may get traded. I mean, there's talks about that. I would, I would want to be traded. Are you kidding me? Malkin and Schultz and Justin Schultz led the Penguins in that first round with three points. Exactly. Each. And and that was with that, Malkin not playing like Malkin. That's Rob. Well, that's I think it's the Islanders. It's not Pittsburgh being bad. It's the Islanders' defense being solid. Like I said, you don't just have a team with the w- most goals allowed in the entire league go from that to the Jennings Trophy for nothing. Leonard played amazing. He made some huge stops. Leonard was insane. I don't even care. So they go up against the Canes. 
yes! who are riding higher than the city and the state of, or excuse me, the state of Colorado and Washington. I'm so excited. And the country of Canada. This is literally the, this, uh, is, this is the series that I want to watch. That you're going to watch. I'm about to say, Mike, I don't think it's the best matchup. But it's it, going oh, to be. Oh, come on. It, no, yeah, it's, it's going to be one of the better ones. I agree with you. But there's a couple in the West that I'm, the one of the West I'm really excited for. But you're going to have two teams, one team that shoots the puck from anywhere and everywhere in Carolina. Was, Which think, it works! And against the one of the best defensive, against the best defensive team in the NHL and the Islanders. And I will say this, yes, home ice will be important. Why? Because Raleigh is rock. It's, it's rock and Raleigh all over again. And you're going to Brooklyn. Now, yes, the Islanders fans, they'll make the trick because it's the playoffs. They'll do that. Okay, I get it. In 2016, Barclays Center was rocking when JT scored the overtime double overtime winner against Florida. I get it. The fans will show up. But it's not the same as NASA. It's not as intimidating. It's not. That, I like that building just has the home ice advantage, it. despite the Islanders, yes, being the home team in the first couple games, will go to Carolina in terms of the environment, in terms of the possible. It's a neutral site game. No, it's not a neutral site. It's, still an, it's, in, it's a New York game. I, it's like going to feel more like a neutral site kind of game. Eh, no. I, 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 like so. I said, Islanders fans will still go there, but it will not be the same. It will not be as loud. It will be different. Carolina has the home barn advantage oh, yeah. in terms of the crowd. They're the, playing a. The, the, Islanders will, the Islanders will play on home ice, but they don't have a home ice advantage. Per se. Anyways. Per se. Like I said, it's going to come down, can Morazic outduel Leonard? Because it's not, like I said, they, yes, the structure of the defense for the Islanders is much better than it was last year. Actually, But I, it does not help. It, it helps when you have a really good goaltender, and Leonard is playing very, very confident in hockey right now. I, I don't even think it's a matter of Morazic versus Leonard. No, it I is. Th- I think it's just a matter of... Because Morazic has shown... Morazic stop this Islanders offense? And can the, Leonard be able to keep up with this running gun kind of thing that Carolina has? It's not necessarily... The answer is yes for Leonard. Can he, though? I really... I think he can. And here's the... Because we saw Mrazic... Miles have we three saw four in the regular season. We saw Mrazic... And like I said, that third goal that Mrazic allowed last night, I thought was a dagger. I thought that's the goal that he needs to have back, and the game was over. I thought that was it. I thought the Canes, they had a good run, but that was it. The other games in Washington, Morazic didn't look that good. At home, he was amazing. Yes, absolutely. You're going to have to win this series in seven games. Because I think the Islanders can play it win a couple. Because the Islanders there. do have home ice advantage. But. No, no, no. I mean, in, in the fact in, that in they the fact play they have, more games at home. They would play more games in Bar- in Brooklyn, yes. But Morazic is going to have to be great every single night. Especially at home, but yes, like I said, the home ice is going to help out Morazic. It's shown through the, in that first series. You're going to need your big Aho is going to have to keep it up. Will the defense? Will Pesci? Will I mean? Will Brock McGinn make some big plays? I don't know. Greg McTavish is going to have to play phenomenal. It's going it's going to be tight. I'm going to like the, those two up two lines going up against each other. It's going to be very tight do, battle. Do we have a word on Sveshnikov yet? Concussion, dude. I love him, but concussion. Okay, but. Like when? Do have is he out for weeks? Is he out for what? Do we have like a, a kind of a guesstimation? And I say uh, yes. I said guesstimation. Uh, you can look it up. I, I I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything. Your quote unquote good buddy Frege hasn't said anything, other well, than the fact that 
poor kid made a stupid decision going up against freaking Ovechkin. Well, he was at Morning Skate yesterday. Was he wearing a non-contact jersey? Erm. I'm following Morning Skate, which uh, was at the Morning Skate ahead of. It just says he skated. doesn't say if he was out or if he was wearing non-contact or by himself. Let's, I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, he wanted to play in game six and game seven, but he, obviously it's smart not to. You don't, it, it, he's still a kid. Right. He's still 19 years old. He's, he's, not not Keith, first, he's, he's on the first year of his ELC. He's not Keith Primo. You don't just throw this guy in just because he's got a big body and can play well. It's because you want to keep the kid alive for the rest of his tenure. But, but I, um, but no. I hope he comes back soon. I I think that he really is a big part of the Carolina offense, and but I think and, and it, it, it showed. It showed in the last two games of that series that it was a muck and grind kind of, you know, series of events. And Justin Falk was huge on the back end. As he well. was. He was. I think you know Dougie played well. Um, Justin Falk and Calvin DeHaan also did fantastic stuff. Trevor Reemsdyke kind of went down with some sort of injury last night. Uh, he, he was still in the lineup. He got he, he got was whacked, still, but he, he was, was still he was in. But he he kind of he went down for a bit, and he was kind of he had to help. He got to help over the boards. Dude, we saw Jaime play with one leg during the series, and he looked fine. You can play with a torn ACL or whatever it is. You you will play through it to win. It's the playoffs. You will do anything and everything. Right. So, um, but in this series, like I said, it in my eyes. Like I said, defense versus offense. Defensively, yes, I understand the advantage. Offensively, Carolina arguably has, has the he has, has the chance. They have the chance. Goaltending, Leonard's better than Mrazic. Absolutely, you cannot steer me wrong from that. I'm not because remember, Mrazic the first two months of the year was an 850. <laughs> he was worse than Darling. <laughs> By the way, how's Darling doing in Charlotte? Who cares? It's actually doing pretty well. Who cares? Um, for Trying to right now. What's your guess? What's your call? I just don't think Carolina can do it in seven games. Carolina, can, and I have got Carolina in seven. I got the Islanders in seven because Carolina at home is dominant. On the road is questionable. They had a huge. They played magnificent last night. They had a horrible start, but they got it together in time. And then of course Justin Williams in game seven. Oh, it's going to be tough. I was right about Carolina, and you were right about the Islanders. We'll have to see what happens. Islanders in seven. You have Canes in seven. Canes in seven, baby. Keep the crusade going. Moving on to the Central. St. Louis versus the Dallas Stars. Dallas won three out of the four meetings in the regular season. Ooh. Columbus and Boston play tonight, by the way. Uh, the, oh the only two games tonight, uh, April the 25th, Dallas and St. Louis play at 9.30 on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 1 and NBC, SN, Columbus and Boston at 7 o'clock on CBC and Sportsnet and NBC, SN. Because they'll never Boston, do it. Boston, no. Columbus, and what other game? The- Dallas and okay. uh, so this one. St. Louis. Oh, we'll start off with it. We'll talk about it. St. Louis should not be in this series. Boney! Neither should Dallas. St. Louis was in last they were they last, and they beat the Winnipeg Jets. A Winnipeg Jets team that is not like last year's team at all. Why? Connor Hellebuck's not as good. Defense core's not as good. A yep. lot of people were hurt without saying anything. It's the playoffs, dude. Everyone goes through that. 
I'm just Patrick saying. Patrick Yes, I know. Patrick Lyon was hurt. Patrick Lyon, they probably played the best few games in the series they've played since when? November? I'm, I'm not kidding you. The Blues earned the series win. They had to fight through the Jets, and they got the job done. Jordan Winnington is for real. Jordan Winnington for Calder. If you have an argument, change my mind. Where's my cup of coffee? Holding the empty beer bottle, but it'll work. Change my mind. Empty Oberon. When did I? Oh, that was uh, when Kelly was here. I'm trying to think. When did I have those? Oberon days. Sunny days. Hey, it is sunny outside. Sunny in what? 10, 11, or 13 degrees, 14 degrees? It's a solid like 60. Okay, 15 degrees. But the point is, is that you you have to give St. Louis credit. They have been on a tear. That's the reason why they jumped, or they, well, they would have almost, they almost jumped the Winnipeg Jets. I really thought that they played a great series up and down. Winnington was huge. Bennington, Winnington, Bennington. Game three is probably his worst game. But then they, in a series that was anti-road for sure, the Blues were able to pull off the win at home in game six. Now, will they be able to use home ice advantage in this series? I'm not sure. Because they, really they have a Dallas team that came in and beat Nashville in games one and handedly. five. Handedly. Handedly. And then Kleinberg in overtime at home in game six. And yes, all you Stars fans that are mad at me for saying outright that there is no home ice advantage at the American Airlines Center, I was proven wrong. Okay, for the record, let's be completely fair to everyone involved in this situation. Regular season, Dallas is not a home ice factor. Just like how New York Islanders playing at Barclays Center is not really a home ice factor. 11,000 seats. It's not. But the playoffs that brought... That being said, it's, just... It it's sounded like the Reunion reason, Arena. It sounded like the Reunion Arena again. It was loud. Correct. The goal horn and, and Mira Heiskanen. Holy cow. By the way, Dallas, I'm just confirming this. Um, best goal horn in the league. Just because the same as the Griffins does not mean it's bad. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, oh. Well, Give no. me that bull horn. The bull horn and Pantera. Dallas turned to stars. Dallas. Yes, it is. They do have probably they probably oh. have the best goal song. Oh hell yeah! Because it's Pantera. I'm not as good as Hollow Oates, but I, I was it the Flinter that posted that or, uh, Corp, or corporate math or Corporal Matthews who said who is going to be the uh, what's going to be the goal song next year for who for the Leafs, dude. The Leafs goal song sucks. Well, no, what's no, wrong? It sucks. I don't want to hear it from our intern producer over there that's trying to take a nap. No, no, she's not <laughs> taking a nap. She is playing solitaire. On her phone. Yes, that's what we she does. We have cards somewhere. You can be like a normal person. Go get them for you. Well, I'm working. I can't get them for you. You're working. Try. You're the intern here. Go get them yourself. Get me a cup of coffee while you're at it. You well, want to get smacked upside of the head? Well, if she's the intern, are we calling her the intern? Or? No, we're not calling her the intern. We're saying that she's she's in the studio. She's in the studio? In studio guest. Everyone's... Basement? Yes. Everyone's seen her. Everyone that remembers the YouTube days remembers that, yes, it's the basement. Ugh, the YouTube days. Yes, when, you know, before my soft, I didn't software. When was that before crap. or after we decided video game shenanigans was a bad idea? That was before. That was after. No, I'm no, I'm talking about like when we recorded the podcast, the YouTube, not when we did the kill show. No, that was. Oh, no. Well, that was disgusting because we couldn't edit the darn thing. And it took an hour and a half for the, or excuse me, an hour and a half. It took like 15 hours for the video to upload. Well, yeah, because that's what happens when you try to. Back to the series. I've got 
Liddell stars in six. Ben Bishop is a Vesna candidate for a reason. Dallas in he six. He outplayed Pecorine outright in every single way. You have Dallas in six. And I I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because St. Louis can't win at home. They won game six by a miracle. I will, not, tell, not I will tell you why Dallas are going to win in six. Jason Spezza is a dominant on the draw. Are you okay? About to say, I'm like, I thought you were about to say a dominant hockey player. I'm like, no, no wait no. a second. Jason Spezza wins faceoffs. If you win faceoffs, you win games. Yes, I agree. Matt Zuccarello has been playing great. I saw him block a shot and I got worried. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, first game in. Oh, I'm out. Second game in the playoffs. Oh, my. Okay, he's fine. I saw him limp for a second. I'm like, oh, psh. I mean, Zid's probably playing hurt, Cogliano too. was pl- looking all right. Ben was looking good. Jamie, that top line still. Radulov, Ben, and Sake. That's That line is just still just. And you know what? Here, here's the huge thing. Roman Polak doesn't suck. Play, dude, playoff Polak is not a joke. It's, it's a if thing. He, if he could have played for $800,000, I would have resigned him. And you know what the best part and is? And I would not have played him until the playoffs. You know what the best part is about Roman Polak playing uh, this series? Going up, up against his former team, the St. Louis Blues. There's a lot of those, Alex. Because <laughs> if they win and they play San Jose in the next round, he'll be going up against former team San Jose Sharks. <laughs> and if somehow the Leafs had not stunk in that Game 7, there would have been a chance that the, the Roman Polak and Connor Carrick would have played against their former team. No. Mira Heiskanen is also playing. Mira Heiskanen is, listen, I'm I'm going to say this. I questioned the Dallas defense coming the season. I questioned the Dallas defense. Was Ben Lovejoy good? Was I, John Klingberg worth the money? Yes, I agree. Now he is. Not just, though. No, listen, he, he played a less role because you had guys like that could step up around like Lovejoy, Heiskanen. But I underestimated them going up against Nashville. I thought Nashville's offense was going to be too much, but it never was. Because Heiskanen... Is an NHL-ready defenseman. He is a. He's going to be a star in this league. No pun intended. Dude's a stud. Kid's a stud, as Greener would say. Getting mad, P. He was just exceptional. And against the Blues offense, that's clicking. This is going to be his toughest test of his rookie year. Dude, Miro Heiskanen is only in the first year of his ELC. He's already chasing paper. I know. That's I'm just saying. Kids it's, getting. Kids getting at least four. Four, please. If he plays well again next year and doesn't have a sophomore slump, six. But the point is, is that Dallas right now has to keep on this run. Because there's not, I don't, and I don't want to say Dallas is going to be bad next year. But Dallas is one of those teams that I really question because who knows what happened with Ben Bishop next year. If he'll get hurt. If, like I said, Heisken may have a sophomore slump. And that's why they have Spence Anton will be gone. They have Anton Hudobin. Will Hudobin be another good backup once again? Who knows? Dallas, I'm not. Dallas is one of those question marks on how they do next year. So the, Dallas has to take advantage of this year, and I think Dallas will play better at home, in, at home, and they'll play better against St. Louis. It's going to be tight. Stars in seven. Stars in seven. I got stars in six. You got stars in six. I just for some reason I just think I don't think it's going to be a home series. I think St. Louis could win a game in Dallas. No. Well, yeah. They may win game six in Dallas. But I think Dallas could win in St. Louis, too. I don't think St. Louis is a crazy home barn like it used to be back in the the days of McGinnis and Pronger. It's not. I think Dallas is going to win all three games in St. Louis. And so you think it's going to be the anti-home series, the full-scale one that everyone thought the Winnipeg-St. Louis one is going to be. Correct. I think 
St. Louis has great opportunities to win. And low, they're going to they're going to they're going to win away. It's going to be a, and it's games. going to be a low scoring series. The first two games are going to go St. Louis Dallas. And then the two games in Dallas are going to go Dallas St. Louis with Dallas winning games. No. Wait, what? No. That's right. Dallas, Holy cow, you're sorry. off. Sorry. Dallas is going to win the first two games, then it's going to go it's going to go Dallas, Dallas, St. Louis, Dallas, Dallas. Okay. I don't think there's going to be more than 30 goals scored in this entire series. Probably not. Because you have two th- really good goaltenders. I think it's going to be against two strong back ends. No with more the, with the offensive talent in front, it's going to be a clash of the Titans. No no more than 3 goals a team. No, no, no. That's why I said 30 in the series. Because I think there could be a game that goes 3-2, but it's going to be tight. No, no, I mean, like, for the team. Like, no team's going to score more than oh, three goals. okay. That makes game. sense. That makes sense. Yes. I agree. So I you got, can, you uh, got Dallas in, in seven. I've got Dallas in six. Let's move on to the last and final series of the second round. The Pacific Division holding San Jose and Colorado, where the Sharks won all three and swept the Avalanche in the regular season. But that was a different Colorado team. A much different Colorado team. Is it now? The Avalanche ransacked the Calgary Flames. The best team in the West. And by the way, Flames fans, any of you pointing at Mike Smith can go kick rocks. Mike Smith was the best player on the Flames in that series. Johnny Hockey, absent. I agree with Jillian Fisher on this one. At Jillian Fisher, she was right by saying that Johnny Hockey should not be called Johnny, or questioning, should we call Johnny Hockey Johnny Hockey anymore? Because he was awful. It was non-factor. And yes, what about the rules? He'd be able to hook and slash. Guess what? Players able to fight through that. Denny Savard, he was able to do it. But my point is, the Flames... Needed to be better, but Colorado played the tougher game and they got the job done. And my goodness, Nathan McKinnon, once again, leading this hockey team, Colorado. Shout out to Richie Hubble, by the way, who was in Calgary to watch one of those games. Because he's from Calgary. Cheers for the Eskimos in the CFL. Cheers for the Eagles in the NFL and Colorado in the NHL. But he's a Blue Jays fan. He's all over the place. I don't know what his views are on basketball. Anyways, long story short. If Colorado can do what they did again, dude, I really thought that Calgary, after game one, was going to have a much better series against Colorado. But Colorado shut the door. Miko Rantanen was huge. Nathan McKinnon, of course, was masterful. How many points? I just want to see how many Just a weird side note. I think that the Toledo Walleye 10-year anniversary logo is really cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I'm trying to get through the... Let me say this. Well, did you talk about Carlson yet? Eric Carlson being possibly broken? Possibly broken, but one of the best defensemen in the playoffs right now? No. He can barely walk, dude. I He's been decent. Shut the up. The Sharks' defense could not handle Vegas in the slightest. They got lucky that Martin Jones somehow decided to play like he did last year. Dude, but Carlson's looking... Okay. By the way, Miko Rantanen tied for third in points okay. in the playoffs with nine. Okay, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Eric Carlson is looking better than I expected him to. 
if you're saying it looks better than he did regular season, that's whatever because it's the playoffs. No, Listen, I'm Gord- saying that Gordon Eric, Eric, I expected Eric Carlson to hobble on the ice with a cane. He hobbles off the ice. He's playing like Steve Yarsman. He doesn't have it. Listen, like I said before earlier in the show, Gordon Miller went on radio today saying that there's not one thing wrong with Eric Carlson. There are many things wrong. The kid's going to have to go to the, the kid. The guy's going to have to go to the hospital. Well, yeah. And he's probably going to miss next season. Well, no, okay, not miss next. He's going to miss significant time because he is not. He'll a, be out for the summer. He is not 100%. He is not 90%. He's not 80%. He's probably 60%. 70% would be a reach. Yes, probably 60. Because I'll be honest with you, he is not the same Eric Carlson that he was in Ottawa. Was not the same Eric Carlson was last year. Definitely not the same Eric Carlson during the playoffs when he was playing on one ankle. The Sharks' defense is fragile. In this series against Colorado, who have two of the best scorers in the first round, who have only played five games, by the way, mm-hmm. Ranton and, yeah. and McKinnon. Of course, we cannot talk about the Avalanche without talking about how good Kale McCarr was. And I will, I will say this right now. I ate my words. I said on this show by myself when I did the solo show that Kale McCarr should not play any more than 12 minutes. He played 15 in that game, that game three. And you know what? And he was good. He shut you up. And he was fun. He was exceptional. I should have been here. I would have told you, shut up. Kale McCarr's good. You don't know. Okay, you don't know who Kale McCarr is. I do now. Yes. Harrison and I were talking about him all season, how good he was and all that stuff, but I didn't think he was going to be this good. Because you know, cause I, you didn't know think he was gonna make, I didn't think he was going to make this much of an impact. Because you know what happens, Teach? What I do is I find out that some team picks up a junior team like a junior kid that just got eliminated from the playoffs or picked up you know a college guy that just got eliminated from the okay, just because ryan palin had a hat trick in the final game of the regular season does not mean anything it means everything die <laughs> means everything there, to st cloud state who didn't even make it past if the first there round is again. A, if there's a youngin that gets signed i have to look into him because obviously i need no, to make an listen, educated opinion on him i don't i don't agree with, i disagree with the fact that he did not kale mccarr did good he's he, going to play great San Jose is going to beat them. Kale McCarr would be a top-pairing defenseman on the San Jose Sharks right now. I'm serious. No, yes. No. Well, he could pl- he'd play first-pairing minutes because why would you play Eric Carlson more than 20 right now if he can only walk on half a foot? Don't be stupid. There's so many factors that says no. Well, okay, yes. Kale McCarr is a good defenseman for but the looked, Avalanche. But he looked exceptional. Yeah, you're with the Avalanche system, correct. I do agree with you. But in this series, I would pick Colorado's defense over a beaten battered San Jose defense. Offensively, like I said, San Jose should not even be here. They got four goals on a power play. That should never have happened. Offensively, up front, yes, the depth may may favor the Sharks in this series. However, the big guns for the Colorado Avalanche will step up once again because McKinnon has taken his Nova Scotian dad bod to the playoffs. (laughs) He's going to drag this team through because that's what he does. Last year, he did not have a chance to do that. Going up against, uh, oh gosh, who did they play last year? They played Nashville last year and they lost. Yeah. But he made a good effort. Philip Grubauer was outstanding. I like him more than Martin Jones by a long shot. Because everyone talks about how good Mike Smith was on one end for Calgary and kept him in the series. Well, Colorado won those games because Philip Grubauer took the job from Samian Varlamov. Mm -hmm. Boy. I'm saying this right now. Colorado in seven. Colorado in six. Okay. I just, San Jose does not, the HP or the SAP Center, SAP Pavilion, whatever they call it nowadays. The SAP. Whatever. It is not a crazy home barn like it used to be. Not Yes, the lighting's still awful, but it does not perceive the same home ice advantage. 
We saw that when Vegas was in there kicking their tail up and down the ice. Colorado can do it again. Colorado's rocking, and they're higher than a kite. More ways than one. Colorado is going to get beaten and battered, though. Let's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tougher series than it was against Calgary. I agree because Colorado, there's gonna be it's gonna be chippy because you saw how Saint San Jose was I with think Vegas. The, I gonna, think it won't be the chippiest saw, of the four series. I think Boston and Columbus will be chippier than that. I don't know about that. I think I think Boston, David Backus will play a couple more games for the Bruins in this series. It's just a matter of what goes on there, but I think Colorado is going to get smacked around. The young kids are going to learn. They're going to learn today. They're going to learn that you better score before you get beaten to hell. Because, yes, that's the way Burns plays. That's the way Thornton's going to play. Now, yes, I agree with everyone that wants Thornton to win a cup. I am am 100% behind that all the way. Man, father time is undefeated for a reason. That man is slow. (laughs) He's a slow man. And it's not the beard slowing him down either. He shaved it and he was still slow. You grew it back. You grew it back because man, I look younger, but I'm slower than I'm. Yeah, it's just I want Thornton to win, but this Colorado team just—they're flying high. They're playing well. The defense looks good. The kids are playing well. McKinnon's leading the team, and Grubauer's playing fantastic. Net almost every single aspect on on paper. Yes, going into this series favors Colorado for me at least. Colorado in six, and we're going to have ourselves. A wild card matchup in the conference final. You think on both sides. You say it's going to be on both sides. Parody the NHL, man. Dude. Because you think it's Carolina. You think Carolina's going to win. Because I I got Columbus and Carolina in the East. I only, like I said, I only picked the Islanders. Do you know how many NHL elitists will be like, I don't think I'd ever, I didn't expect this to ever happen. If, and I'm, I'm saying this with a grain of salt. Carolina versus Colorado in the Stanley Cup final. That's a lot of C. That's a lot of C's, dude. <laughs> Carolina and Columbus. You have two natural disasters going after each other. You got the Hurricanes versus the Avalanche. You're going to have snow and rain and wind and pouring, and people are just You're gonna- right. The Carolina Hurricanes are going to win the what? Stanley Some Cup people- championship. They're going to win the Stanley Cup because there's not going to be enough snow for that avalanche to do any factors. Let's go, baby! The crusade for the cup! Let's go! Oh, it's... Gosh. And I, I If you want to tell me that I'm wrong, by the way, make sure to use the hashtag, the Keel Podcast. Tag us on posts on Facebook and Twitter using at the Keel Podcast. Tyler, got any last notes? For anyone that wants to say that if the playoff system had been one versus eight like it usually was, Columbus would still win. Carolina would still win. Enough said. Parody in the NHL. The reason why they put the salary cap in is for this very reason. So any team that makes it to the playoffs has a chance. We are seeing it right before us. It's great. Stinks the Leafs lost. Bad the refs screwed over the Knights. But could you have asked for a more entertaining first round? I think not. Let's see what happens in round number two. Thank you so much for listening. For Tyler, your host, as always, Alex Keel. Also thanking our in-studio guests, Thomas the Cat, and, 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 and my girlfriend. Goodbye, everybody. Does she have a name? She does. Katie. There you go. Little Katie Cat. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye! Goodbye!